0: Hey everybody, Mike DeSepoli. Hope you're all doing well and preparing for the holidays. It is Thursday, December 20th, and we are back with another Heritage podcast. The title of this podcast is Down But Not Out, and we think that title is exceptionally appropriate given the way the markets have behaved over the last couple months. We probably sound like a broken record to you at this point telling you to keep calm and invest on. But we think that message is more important today than ever before, given where we are at in the current cycle. We understand the angst and anxiety that many people are feeling when they turn on the television, they turn on their computers, and they're seeing the market down, which feels like each and every day, three, four, five, six hundred points. And we know this can be absolutely gut-wrenching when you watch these moves in the markets, and this is when emotions run high, panic enters the marketplace, and people start doing things irrational. And really to understand why this is all happening, sometimes we have to accept the fact that markets tend to act irrationally from time to time. And it's these periods of irrationality that have historically created tremendous, tremendous buying opportunities in the marketplace. So we want to share a few things with you tonight, help you keep your sanity as we conquer some of the volatility in this marketplace, and reassure you that we do not think the best days are behind us. That's why this podcast is titled Down But Not Out. We think the markets certainly are down, but this is not the end, and we are not out of the game. Now, markets are a mechanism that tries to price future growth prospects of this country and the global economy. And if you've been with us for quite some time, you have heard me preach a very consistent theme that markets, they do not like fear and they hate uncertainty. And we have a lot of uncertainty bubbling up over the markets over the past couple months. Uncertainty about the midterm election that's now behind us. Uncertainty about what a new Democratic House and Republican Senate will look like and can they ever work together on anything. Uncertainty about the future path of interest rates, the future projections for corporate profits, and ultimately the future prices of stocks. And anytime we see cycles like this happen, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where the market starts to trend lower and then all the analyst predictions trend lower and then companies start to lower their profit projections. And this continues to feed on itself and the price action picks up to the downside. And ultimately, anytime we look back at past history and we saw a correction unfold, and by a correction I mean a vociferous drop in the market from a recent all-time high down 10 or 15 or 20%, These cycles take time to recover and to regain their footing, and it's not until the pure panic and fear is running through the market that these short-term cycles tend to bottom. And while I do think we are getting close to that point, we are not there just yet. There's a couple different internal measures of the markets that we study that are starting to point in the right direction, which tells us that a bottom may very well be near, but it could take a couple more days or maybe a couple more weeks to get there. So let's take a look at a couple of things that have unfolded recently and how we got to this point. Okay, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. And the sheer fact of raising rates is not a negative for the U.S. economy. We only raise rates when economic growth is sustainable and showing a path in an upward trajectory. The Federal Reserve reaffirmed that yesterday. And they said they continue to see strong growth in the U.S. economy and as such they raised rates by one quarter of 1%. They continue to see growth carrying into 2019 and continuing into 2020. And anybody that thinks they can predict any more than beyond 2020, we think it's a really just a fool's errand because it's very difficult to predict growth two, three, and four years out. So then if that's the case, if growth is still prevalent, then why is the market behaving in the way it is? And we think the market is making several assumptions that we do not all think will come true. The market is taking an assumption that the US and China will never reach a trade deal. The market is acting under the assumption that the Federal Reserve is raising rates way too quickly and they will not pay attention to the economic data. And the market is taking the assumption that the best days are behind US corporations and that profits will begin to fall. And we do not believe in any of those theses. We do think the US and China will reach a deal, and we think there's ample time for them to do so. It's in the best interest of both countries for them to reach a deal. As far as interest rates are concerned, we just touched on that. And we continue to believe that an interest rate at two and three-quarters percent is by no means restrictive to the U.S. economy. That is historically extremely, extremely cheap. And if you look back through history and you compare it to today, we look where's mortgage rates today, somewhere between 4.5% and 5%. Think back to the 80s, these mortgage rates were 16 to 18%. So on a historical context, money is still extremely cheap and accommodative for the stock market stock market is grappling with this new Federal Reserve and trying to read the future path of interest rate hikes. And it's understandable that there's angst from the markets about the Federal Reserve, but we think much of that is overdone. And as far as the Congress and the House and Senate being split, it may make it difficult for additional legislation to be passed, but it does not change the fact that corporate tax was cut dramatically and that deregulation is in place and is not going anywhere. Now if we look back historically, at times when the market just plain freaked out like it's doing right now, these represented tremendous, tremendous buying opportunities to buy good quality U.S. companies. It's the type of market where you tend to just want to hold your nose and buy stocks and check on them 6 to 12 months down the line. But with the speed of access and the technology the way it is today, it is very difficult because people can check their accounts very frequently. We get statements all the time. We look on the television. They're constantly reporting on what the markets are doing. So we understand that you're in this in the day-to-day and the week-to-week, and it's very difficult to take a step away. And the great Warren Buffett once said, investments would make much more sense if investors looked at their investments once a year. And when we buy stocks and we buy funds, we are not buying them with the outlook of a week or a month or three months. We are investing in great American companies that represent cyclical opportunities that we think have tremendous growing power for many years to come. And the price that you pay for growth in the market is volatility and sometimes negative returns when markets get choppy. On a value perspective, the U.S. stock market is now cheaper than it was five years ago. And we think that just screams opportunity for the investors that have the wits to stay with their program, to keep their head down, and to understand that there's better days ahead. At some point, investors worldwide We'll see the value that stocks present at these cheap levels and the money will start to flow back in. And that point will probably come when we see a pure panic and fear moment in the markets, whether it's characterized by a big single day decline or several days and weeks in a row like we're seeing right now. Now, as far as what we're doing in-house to make sure we manage this risk appropriately, we have raised our cash levels in the portfolio. We have focused on buying good quality companies that have tremendous power to grow regardless of economic cycles. We will continue to monitor the levels in these markets. There are absolutely lines in the sand where our thesis could change, where we would have to get more defensive and batten down the hatches and raise our cash levels. But we are certainly not at that point yet, and we are not very close to that point for the foreseeable future. We run our models each and every day, and we study our economic data each and every day to see if and when things will change. And as bad as things look on the surface by the headlines that you see and the red on the screen, we're starting to see some changes underneath the hood that are looking far more positive than they are negative. We continue to believe for those that can stick with the program, can focus less on the day-to-day and think of it more in a long-term perspective, We will look back in six to 12 months and say what a tremendous buying opportunity this was for U.S. markets. So with that said, we understand the fear and anxiety that's out there. We would love to talk to you about any of your individual concerns. Uh, We encourage you to reach out to us. But again, we are talking about a market, as bad as this may feel, we are talking about a market that is down 7.5% this year, coming on the back Of a 22% gain last year so when we keep our perspective when we look at things over the longer term we don't look at three months or three weeks and the short-term windows we look at the longer term we have a market that is down single digits for the year and still maintains a positive return over the last two years markets drop on average by 20% at least once every five years And this is the fourth time they have done so during the current bull market that started in 2009. And ironically, this year is shaping up very similarly to 2012 where the markets chopped around all year long, had little to nothing in the way of returns, and we got to 2013 and the markets roared for 30%. So again, we hope this provides some perspective on what we're looking at in the office, on what we're focusing on in the data, And we might sound like broken records at this point telling you, stay the course, your own good investments. We're doing everything we can to minimize loss so that when this market does turn and the good days return, we are in prime position to reap those gains. So I thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. Remember, we may be down, but we are certainly not out and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are always happy to discuss your concerns with you. I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. This soon will be behind us, and there are better days ahead. Thank you for listening.